0: Today, we go into more detail about how to set up the taxonomy of your WordPress platform through the tags and categories associated with your posts and pages in a way that generates traffic organically.
1: This is Digital Bacon FM. Mr. Stephen Barnes. Good morning.
0: Well, hello, sir, and a very Merry Christmas to you. Season's greetings and all the rest of that good stuff from a very mild and moderate uh, uh, temperature, I should say, uh,
1: Hong Kong. you very lucky. We have had weather up and down the yin-yang. I drove back from having a tattoo or two on Tuesday, uh, and because I totaled the bottom of the Merck on Friday, I used uh, the spare building bucky that we have, or ute to you, in Australian parlance. Um, hi, and and I was driving back, and just before I hit the mountains, I hit a mountain storm and uh, I had hail, and I had so much rain on the windscreen that I actually couldn't see. It was the most frightened I've been while driving. I was very lucky, I had a car in front of me, so I could see his flickering lights just so I know which way to point the car. So, weather it is, but of course, there's no climate change.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm off to Australia tomorrow, so it'll be all uh, sunshine and uh, glory there for a couple of weeks, too.
1: You very lucky bugger.
0: I know, and I'm looking forward to it.
1: I'm sure. A little bit of family time never hurts, huh? Indeed,
0: indeed. I'm a uh, permanent Tanshin Tsunin, according to my wife. And Tanshin Tsunin <laughs> is Japanese for the, uh, the husband that's uh, healthy and absent working away.
1: Really? Is that a positive or negative thing?
0: No, it's a positive. They say uh, in Japanese parlance, they say that uh, a good husband is healthy and absent. I'm a great <laughs> husband. Uh,
1: I don't think that flies in many other parts of the world. They've got it sorted, them uh, Japanese ladies, haven't they?
0: Well, yeah, and uh, I, I'll go home and uh, sort of ruin her uh, routine for the next couple of weeks. I'm sure she'll be glad to see the back of me at the end of the holiday.
1: <laughs> go, go away and be a good husband. <coughs> <laughs> yes yeah, I
0: guess, yeah yeah that's right
1: <laughs> picking up from where we left off i think it was two weeks ago that we got to speak or was it last week
0: uh no I you had an I
1: emergency remember that. you had a um you had an issue that you needed to deal with on an urgent basis <laughs> i think
0: that was on the makeup one yeah you're right so this will be the first time that we starting in a couple of weeks i think
1: and yeah. uh we're on module four yeah. chapter 14 taxonomy
0: yes well it's a quick recap of last week right um we talked about uh, the role that uh, WordPress as a technology plays in your intelligent content marketing uh, strategy. Um, and WordPress, of course, is is the publishing um, uh, engine of, uh, of your platform. Uh, it's completely free. Uh, and what's really good about this particular technology, apart from the fact that it's ubiquitous and free, mm. is that it becomes um, SEO-ready. Uh, and what that means is that the way that the... Um, Technology inside WordPress uh, supports the sort of pages that you publish on the internet. It gives you the ability to classify them uh, in such a way that uh, it will allow Google to come along and subsequently and um, kind of clearly understand exactly what this body of material that you've got on your domain uh, actually relates to. So wow. over time, uh, the architecture capabilities of uh, WordPress give you the ability to define the taxonomy and then publish to that taxonomy um, inside WordPress. And as I say, that will then give you the, the sync on the internet uh, as a sort of a repository uh, mm. of all the uh, information in your particular niche. So today, uh, building on the sort of uh, conversation we, asked, we had last week about WordPress as a publishing platform. Uh, what I want to do is sort of turn our attention to the whole idea of, you know, what a taxonomy is all about inside your WordPress publishing platform and how you go about sort of thinking, uh, you know, that taxonomy of your own. Okay. So, um, the way to think about the sort of body of material that's going to get published is that, uh, ultimately the orientation of that material should be designed to answer questions, uh, help solve problems and address jobs to be done. Mm. So uh as you sort of um appreciate the design of your of your of your published platform towards those particular outcomes, um, you've got to sort of think about the collection of ideas that you know taken together encompass the totality of the, the niche that you have. Uh, and when you publish your content to answer questions and help solve problems, essentially what you're doing is you're you're sort of uh, producing uh, material for people to use at the um at the sort of the the sharp edge of them solving their problems as a result of your publishing activities mm. but on uh align, underneath that align, uh aligned with that is the sort of the general ideas that need to be organized and documented and then breaking those ideas down into what are essentially categories and then ultimately what go on to become sort of tags. And this whole sort of array of activity occurs at two levels. You've got one at the intellectual level uh, and one at the publishing level. So when you're defining your tech taxonomy, think about it in terms of the ideas that are going to be documented. And then you've got to think about how you can turn uh, the ideas that have been documented into uh, a published uh, body of work on the Internet using WordPress mm. that will enable uh, Google to sweep through and completely understand uh, all, the, all the material in that niche and how it all works together.
1: Okay. So um you have some experience with WordPress, I understand, right? I, I do. Now just just in, in basic terms, how do you you know, I, I've always viewed websites as a place to go to get the information and then my relationship starts, especially in the restaurant world. Uh, a, a restaurant's fa- uh, apologies. A restaurant's website re- really gives an indication of what the restaurant is. It may have the menu, and it gives directions and the telephone number, and perhaps reviews and things that they post online. They're not using that to generate content or using it as a blog in the main. How do you separate or how do you combine the effect of running a blog together in a website without it being overcrowded? Well
0: well you've got to you've got to sort of understand what value you think you're delivering to your audience through you know publishing on that blog mm. um and once you've oriented yourself to the fact that you want to deliver value then uh, it sort of naturally the the interest in the other stuff on your website just sort of seeps out through it because you, you're delivering something of value in some sort of meaningful sense so i think the major challenge uh for you know a Someone who wants to develop a blog in the context of a restaurant is to sort of anticipate what could what could you possibly share with the world that that would be of interest to people, such that they might, after having consumed that piece of content, go on to have a relationship with you. Okay. So you know what what springs to mind straight away, for example, could be you know this is our this is our special of the week. Um, and then you produce a video that shows, you know, how that special of the week is prepared and the recipe and all the rest of that mm-hmm. good stuff. Now I'm just thinking off the top of my sure. head as sort of one example, but 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 you know that's where, where where my where my thoughts sit there.
1: Okay, as a as a layperson, I'll tell you how I interact with the with the internet. And as you've said many times before, people use Google and other search engines to get questions answered. So if we use your your platform as an example. And we know that in the visa space, there are plenty of questions that require answer, be it for permanent residence, be it for a work visa, be it to renew a visa. Do you put on the front of your website a search bar where people can enter that question or do they have to know what they're looking for first?
0: No, you can... um Go uh, onto our website and type in the very question that you're looking for, mm. uh, and it will then search through our content and deliver an answer against that question, or uh, as, as close to the best answer that we can against that uh, against that question. Okay. And what's interesting about that question, Jason, is that uh, WordPress gives you the ability to plug uh, have a, as a plugin to uh, your, your your platform that would enable that very very search capability.
1: Mm. And do you do you have something that says our most asked questions?
0: Uh, not, we haven't defined our content uh, in that particular way. Mm. There are probably, I'd say, ten to fifteen different sort of orientations that you can adopt as you enter our content. Like you know, uh, top ten resources on the Hong Kong employment visa, for mm. example. Uh, 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 start here if you are and then choosing a the, kind of candidate that you are to the visa. So you're an investor or an employee or mm. joining a family or something like that. You can get in that way. Uh, there's no uh, there's no reason why we couldn't uh, 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 do a section that says uh, these are the top 10 questions that, uh, that we answer frequently, so to speak. Mm. And actually what I do at least once a year, I'll do a standalone post where I'll uh, cut and paste the um, uh, the data from our analytics, um, uh, program data at Google analytics that shows the top 10 posts on the Hong Kong visa visa blog. Mm. And then I'll do a collection of those top 10 posts inside that post. Um, so, you know, we, 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 do sort of, uh, allow uh, people to access our content in that fashion, but, but, but we know from the way our websites works and the metrics that we get that essentially we get 300 between 300 and 350 new relationships every day. Mm. that uh, spend uh, just under three minutes on our website and visit uh, essentially three pages each time they visit. So well, the, so they're getting in, get, finding what they need and getting off in three minutes. That so mission accomplished.
1: Well, the, the reason I ask is when I go to websites and I'm looking for information and then they have an FAQ page, I actually get very yeah. frustrated because I've got to now scroll through something that's applicable to me through 25 frequently asked questions that have got nothing to do with the question that I want to ask so indeed um, and and then i i view it and perhaps i'm wrong as just somebody saying well i want a limited relationship with you do the work yourself uh and then there's just no contact send us an email ask your question or even search for your for the answers to what you're looking for um and i don't know if it's just a lazy man's way of doing a website
0: i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more my um jason but you you need to you need to realize that the reason why you encounter those kind of experiences uh, on the web at the moment is that the uh, the businesses that are giving those experiences they're configured for the industrial economy. They're mm. not configured for the connection economy. So the website is just a sort of a complementary sort of part of what their core operations are, which is to operate in the you know tried and tested industrial economy modus, but try and get efficiency. Into their systems through technology, and and then try and get the web to work for them in some 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 new and interesting way. Mm-hmm. But 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 fundamentally, when you come across a website like that, what you've got is a website that is me 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 me, mm-hmm. which is okay to a degree because you need to find out you know information about the the party that you want to have a relationship with. You want to know what it is that they sell, so there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then in a sense, you know the how can I help you stuff is sort of bolted on after the fact, and you end up with you know, list of FAQs that, that it, it require intellectual gymnastics uh, and, uh, you know, there is a need to sort of wade through a whole lot of stuff to see if it's even a bit close to Answering the question that brought you to the website in the first place. Mm. So that's all industrial economy way of operating. Of course, if, if they're operating in the connection economy, they'd have a publishing platform, right? Yep. And they'd be seeking to identify every single question that could ever potentially be asked in that niche and then producing a piece of content that, 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 that answers that question. And they would be inviting their, 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 their audience to, um, or their website visitors to ask them questions so that they could, you know, um, glean more opportunities to to answer those questions and further the, the mapping of the knowledge graph. Uh, they'd be publishing every single day. They'd be doing all the kind of stuff that we're doing and and, and kind of organizing the content in the way that we've just discussed, which mm. is to anticipate the use case and then and then allow the orientation into this you know, very, very 10000 strong now sort of body of content. You get the orientation in a way that is aligned with, you know, the reason that you came. To our website mm-hmm. in the first place. So, so if you publish in that fashion and you adopt, you know, um, uh, uh, the sort of the, the taxonomy in the way that we've been discussing, and then you know, um, uh, just keep on publishing over time, then people will find themselves on their websites and on your websites, and they'll be there essentially because they're quite the question that brought them there is being answered. They're pleased with that. Uh, you get credits because you've helped them solve that problem. They'll remember where that problem myself, you know, last time and they'll come back to you next time if they'll have anything anything for you this time. And that way, you know, you create relationships one at a time and you build a tribe in that fashion. And and, 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 and it's about strategic generosity, which is what we're going to talk, talk about next, actually. Mm. No. Uh, and uh, and that's, that's what the connection economy sort of results in. The industrial economy results in the, in the FAQs that are, that are just sort of after the fact. Mm. Um, you know, uh, wanting, seeming, appearing to want to help, but, but not really being serious about it.
1: Now, now, you started off in a fairly organic way, but have become very strategic in how you're doing it. Now, we are coming to the end of the year. You will have probably already reviewed the content that you've put up this year. You'll have had a look at the questions that you've been asked. What is appealing to people currently? How does that set you off on your course for what you're planning for next year?
0: Well, um, I've got a, a content development roadmap for next year. I've got at least three presentations that I need to give. Uh, just to bring the, the totality of the material up, up to date in the sort of a video format, which I tend to do at least once a year. Um, I also have to deliver the, um, what I call the School in the Lawyers Programme, mm. which is the, um, uh, the, the Law Society accredited continuing professional development programme that I teach to the Solicitors for attorney of Hong Kong once a year. Mm. Uh, and I shoot that, and that's kind of what I call last word content because it's you know, all, all my material and know how, but delivered in a way that's such that you know lawyers can consume it. So it's you know it's right down to granular level of detail that you don't find elsewhere on our websites. Mm. Uh, so I've got to do I've got to do that. So so you know to get get to the sort of cut and thrust that it'll be. I'm definitely doing a minimum of three shoots next year, uh and I've got two others that are kind of like joint venture shoots. People kind of shoot talks that i'm going to be giving with other parties um and then we're going to shoot those those talks together and and produce some content Mm. out of that so i've probably got next year five shoots that i need to do over the course of 12 months Mm. uh that'll produce uh more than enough uh, up-to-date topical content for the year Uh, and of course we'll continue to answer questions as they come in and uh uh, publish the best questions that have never been sort of addressed through our content proposition before. The, those are always the gets ones. The answer to the question, but they don't get published. Yeah,
1: sorry. The, the, those are the the clips that I've always enjoyed most when you 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 sort of a little surprised that a question is asked in a different way, or uh, and it's it's less frequent now uh, being posed a question that you've never been asked before. Have there been any this year that have that have come from left field?
0: Uh. No, I don't think there has been something that's really shocked and surprised me. Mm. Um, no, but we've had an interesting year this year because the law changed in relation to same-sex partners who yes. originally were unable to get dependent visas when mm-hmm. they were married to same-sex partners. Um, and you know, the significance behind that is that if you get a dependent visa as a spouse, then you get the privilege to work. If you can't get that dependent visa spouse, the other visa type that's available to you to avail continuing family reunion doesn't give you the ability to work. Mm. So it was quite a quite a big change um, in the law. So a lot of what we've been doing uh, in the last six months really has been, you know, changing our content, you know, proposition to reflect the, those changes in the law and doing the requisite edits to bring mm. it completely up to date. So we've we've had a we've had a lot of sort of organic activity going on our websites so over the last six months anyway. And we're 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 constantly keeping them sort of, you know, updated as as and when things change. There was some changes to another programme. Uh, uh, a few, uh, four or five months ago, in actual fact, and you know the way our content's published, it means that we have to do a root and branch overhaul of you know the miniature of um, of, of those visa types to make sure that you know we're fully accurate because mm. our materials designed you know for people to do it themselves without paying for any professional help. So it's it's vital that everything be up to date and accurate. So no. we, we put a lot of effort into that.
1: Now, would you describe those as dynamic posts as part of your taxonomy?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, yeah,
1: and yeah, and some of
0: them, some of some of them, some of them end up being pages. Oh, started off being pages because they may be part of the do-it-yourself uh, kit uh, or the Hong Kong visa handbook. So it's static pages, uh, mm. but posts that reflect the ongoing change in the law as it's being experienced and you know published on uh, all of that occurs on posts, and and this dynamic and gets updated on the fly.
1: Mm, okay, um, and in in terms of the the same-sex marriage, is, is Hong Kong now? Does it recognize all relationships equally?
0: Um, well, to the extent that from an immigration perspective, if you have a, a civil partnership um, or a legal marriage uh, from any jurisdiction, mm. irrespective of the, the sexual orientation of the of the parties to those those uh, those legal relationships. They are able to get dependent visas, mm, okay. uh, and uh, that's a huge change in the law. Sure, and
1: yeah, and how many yeah. and how many bits of content did you have to change in that regard? Because I know I know you uh, I know you've, you've, yes, you've, you've flogged yeah, them a lot for yeah. that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. We um, I think there were as 19 posts that we had to either remove, edit, update, uh, and then there was a significant, probably about 15 to 20 pages um on the handbook and the do-it-yourself kit to uh reflect when it was so but then there was also the change in in this other program too which was probably about uh about eight or nine pieces discrete pieces of content that we needed to update and edit
1: okay now here's a question if you've got ten thousand pieces of content and they all under subcategories be it Permanent residence, or employment visa, or dependent visa. How how do you actually catalogue all of that? It must be a massive library. And how do you how quick is it to you go for you to go and find those nineteen pieces?
0: Well, it's quite quite easy, and that's the beauty of, of WordPress and how you know you can use the publishing platform to orchestrate your taxonomy. Hmm. So 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 the way that the way that you do it is you um, you, you identify the sort of The totality, the outside parameters of your niche and what we did with the Hong Kong, with the Hong Kong immigrations, we decided exactly which visa types and which areas of immigration practice we were going to call our own. Mm -hmm. We we, we don't call, we don't profess to have an expertise in every area of Hong Kong immigration practice. For example, we, we, we purposely do not develop any competency in student visas and we purposely don't develop any competency in foreign domestic helper visas. Uh, and we have no, um, uh, we have no competency nor, uh, professional licensing to get involved in representation for, for criminal, um, immigration offenses. So, so I've defined our niche as essentially uh, all immigration in Hong Kong that relates to, um, to business and to family reunion. Mm. Uh, that way we, we get, we cover about 85% of the total nation. So we, you know, we specialize on that. And that's where we can have value because we're administrative lawyers. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, that's where our strengths lie. So so we defined, we decided exactly what our niche was, uh, defined our niche as a, by reference to the visa types that we were going to cover in the of professional practice that we're going to call our own. Uh, and then we broke down that content into the requisite sort of uh, elements of a structured approach to understanding what you what that niche is all about and I've essentially wrote a book and ultimately a do it yourself guide to um you know how uh, you would go about negotiating uh, the labyrinth of the immigration department to bring about a particular visa application outcome Mm. Uh, and i did I did that against every single visa attack that, that falls within our niche and other aspects of practice that are irrelevant to it uh and basically documented my complete knowledge and know how of how all, of what I knew about that material and how you go about working in the systems and develop and, and, and adopting the processes that the immigration department use or mirroring the processes that the immigration department used um essentially to to then have access to um, you know an understanding of that material in 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 an actionable sense right um, so once I'd done that that had laid down the fundamental sort of language of the of the of the of the taxonomy um, then inside WordPress what you do is you is you you define. You define the sort of the subcategories out of that, that emerge from, from having undertaken that exercise. And then WordPress allows you, once you've labeled the category, you can go in and you can describe, you just type in in text, you can just des- a description of what that category actually means. Mm. So if you, if you do that through for every category that you end up defining inside your, um, inside the taxonomy, and then also when you've got other aspects that, uh, you want to be able to, uh, associate but the, but but not use as a category uh, because it's not it's not sort of profound enough on its own to be a category um then you would tag it so that you've got the ability to 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 associate um, that particular uh, piece of, or, or that, that particular piece of content, to another piece of content that's kind of got similar qualities to it, even though they may they may not be exactly related. Mm-hmm. But you can associate them in that fashion. And when you when you adopt your series of tags, which again sort of emerges organically once you've documented your niche um, in the way that that I did with the immigration um, uh, process. Uh, once you've once you've got your tags uh, fully fully understood what they are, you can then write up what what those tags actually mean. So so at the end of this exercise, what you do is you've got WordPress that's that's got all of the material in the particular niche organised in an actionable way, so whoever uses it will be able to get immediate value out of it. Mm. And then lying underneath that, you've been able to categorise. The sort of the general themes that, that that exist as categories inside that that that, that resultant taxonomy, and also you've got uh, the tags that have uh, that have resulted from from that taxonomy, and it's all fully described. Um, that then essentially gives you the basic foundation content. Uh, and then what you do is you ask yourself, what are the top 100 questions that anybody ever asks you about? Uh, you know, this particular nation, you, you then create a whole series of answers to the top 100 questions. That then puts a layer of sort of natural query on top of your foundation content so that, you know, real live, you know, questions, so to speak, that, 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 that would emerge from people that are expecting to use the foundation content. All of that, that is laid on top and then, you know, gives uh, an opportunity for that material to be found in context. And then subsequently you invite your tribe to ask you questions about your niche, which you will answer for them. And then that gives you a continuing uh, pool of additional questions that can be answered. Uh, And and then because the way you answer those questions, essentially anticipate those questions being typed into the the, the search box of Google. And of course you'll then be found as the number one answer to that particular query. Mm. So, so fundamentally that's, that's how all that lays out. So I'm not sure that, 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 Most people understand that that's what you should be doing if you're going to use WordPress as a publishing platform and you want to be found. You know, sort of organically and, and, mm. be, and be an integral part of the Internet, like the Wikipedia of your particular niche that no one else is ever going to document in that particular way to that particular degree. You can own that and there's huge value in, in ownership of, of, of a particular part of the Internet like that.
1: Now, does this system apply to all WordPress platforms? Is this how they build it, no matter how the front end of it looks?
0: Uh, well, WordPress is just designed out of the box, so to speak, to accommodate all of that. Mm. Uh, it's really what you, as a website owner, decide you want to put your website, you know, the use that you want to put it to. Mm. Uh, for, for me, it's straightforward. Your website should be designed to answer questions, help solve problems and address jobs to be done. Mm. Uh, if you get that sorted and your content um emerges in in the fashion that i've just described after three or four years you'll end up with you know a unique very well respected and appreciated linchpin type content uh, proposition that will give you the source of ongoing relationships essentially forever and just on the basis you keep maintaining the activity to have you know that content pool always be the best it can be and the way to do that is just have people ask you questions and you answer them and you know you keep it live and active in that fashion
1: and i do hope that that's the perfect segue into next year when we'll catch up again
0: yes indeed i hope you have a wonderful festive season and uh i'll be sweating as i say in australia you'll be sweating in uh in uh, uh if it's not raining or storming
1: oh before you run i have a question just come through on the old whatsapp hang on a minute there uh, okay. the last question of 2009 ooh, 2018 what if you already have an existing website would having another one built in wordpress work
0: well you keep your existing web well, you keep your existing website uh and then that's uh can be you can link out of your new wordpress website to whatever parts of your existing website that you need people to sort of be directed to, mm. so I guess the existing website will just be really sort of what I call brochureware. um so there's nothing wrong with that 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 then you know, there's a need for that information um what i'd what I'd certainly do is set set up a completely separate WordPress website uh on a separate domain uh, and then use that web that web that new website to answer questions and help solve problems publish on it in that fashion mm. uh and then uh naturally. You know, in a very sort of um, understated way, make it obvious that you know, anybody who wants to sort of have a conversation about how you know professional assistance could be invited, you know, is welcome to click this link and then take them off. Uh, you know, the, uh, the free, free, free um, WordPress information site to the place where you sell your stuff and, and that's what we do when so, we bring people off Hong Kong Visa Handbook and Hong Kong Visa Visa we send them to Visa Center.
1: So, so in the same way that people have a website and it says visit our blog.
0: Yeah, but in reverse indeed. In reverse, yeah.
1: Um, all right, good sir. Thank you very much. You have an absolutely awesome Christmas. Lots of love to the family and uh, have a good one. Okay. We'll catch up next year. Digital Bacon FM.
0: Join us next time for a discussion on the surprising power of generosity and how you can use it as a strategy as you approach your market.